Welcome to the Coached Success Podcast. This podcast is aimed at connecting you with the ways top performers think about challenges so that you can adapt your thinking accordingly and live your version of Ultra Extraordinary. So today on the call, we have Sonalo from South Africa. Sonalo, how are you doing? I'm doing very good. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Sonalo, thank you for taking the time out of your day to chat to me and share your insight and your experiences of this journey called life. No, thank you so much for having me. Where I can help or where I can maybe save a life or inspire someone, that's always like the goal, right? For sure. You want everyone rather living than mm-hmm. going through the motion. That's like my biggest logic in life. I love the fact that you just brought up that, that you want people to actually live as opposed to just going through the motions of life. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, to help people understand that there is more to life and there is more to themselves as a human being or as an individual. And that it all starts with self-belief and the mindset. So Sonalo, do you want to tell us who Sonalo? I think one of my friends pointed it out. I'm part of Wikipedia now, but I'm going to spare you that. So who am I? I think obviously I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm not married, so I'm single. Hey, hey, I'm joking. No, but I think I'm just someone that didn't have it easy, but is just making the best of the opportunities that I'm getting right now. Awesome. You mentioned there's that somebody who didn't have it easy. Do you want to tell us a bit about your personal struggles, your background to get into where you are today and a bit about what you currently do today. The one thing is being raised by a single mother. Mm-hmm. Being raised by a single mother was very tough. You couldn't have the best of both worlds, you know, so you mm-hmm. were living off one paycheck and since I'm like so athletic, I had to pay my school fees for athletic shoes, for cricket pads, for cricket mm-hmm. shoes, for netball shoes, for hockey shoes. I was that kid that did everything in school. So I think where my mom pulled through the most, she didn't stop believing in what I could actually do. She she just kept saying yes, yes, yes. And now look at the rewards of constantly pushing those barriers of you'll never make it. Yes, I'm playing cricket, but I think it's more than that. It's just like if you're getting told no, it's okay. You just prove to them that fine, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to turn it into a yes. And we're both going to be like, yep. That's the one thing that just keeps driving me every day is just helping. Mm-hmm. And wherever I can help, then I'm winning. Okay, awesome. First of all, you said that you grew up with a single mother and on a single salary, it's really difficult making ends meet, but then still having to pay for your sporting activities which can obviously be quite expensive but it just shows that she believed in who and what you could become and that is powerful because so often people see where we're at right now or our mistakes and they can't really project themselves into seeing what is the potential or what could potentially come by making the right decisions going forward okay you also mentioned cricket do you want to tell us a bit about cricket what you currently do and when you started getting involved with cricket so i'm a member of the south african women's cricket team mm-hmm. i'm the wicketkeeper so mm-hmm. how I got involved was actually I just loved uh, watching cricket and then the one time I was like you know what let me try it out like I knew that I was playing hockey so it was like a summer sport what can I do and then from there I just fell in love with it because I already was enjoying watching it so I just fell in love with it and once I was actually playing I was like oh my word this is fun mm-hmm. even though the sun is guns blazing but it's so much fun and rewarding that I'm using that as an effect to kids out there as a cricket player or as any athlete the outlook on life whatever you're doing mm-hmm. I think once you put your head down and you work towards something it will take time 100% but it will never be luck people mm-hmm. always say oh you're so lucky you got that yes. but was it really luck because you weren't there when I was waking up in the morning to go run you weren't there when I was getting hit by a cricket ball on the head mm-hmm. and trying to perfect something so like oh she's so lucky like no I worked for it 
and it wasn't easy, but I just smiled because I'm on the right pathway mm-hmm. to be a success. I said, I haven't succeeded. Yes, in your eyes, you might be like, yeah, but I haven't. I've yes. just got my foot in the door. I'm mm-hmm. not done. I love the fact that you said you're not done. This is only the starting point. And that is powerful because this shows that, yes, I've got more inside of me. There is no limits on my capabilities and what I can become if I'm willing to put my head down, like you mentioned, and go all in. And then you also mentioned something really important and powerful, the fact that there is no thing as an overnight success or luck or the role that luck plays in it. This is something that so many people get fixated on. They think that, you know what, this person had all the opportunities or all the resources or maybe both parents being able to pay for the cricket lessons or coach. It just shows that, you know what, it doesn't matter where we come from or what we have, the hand we dealt, but if we make a decision to go for something and we act on that commitment, we can achieve amazing things. At what age did you decide that, you know what, this is something I'm going to give my all to? I'm probably so delayed. I'm more delayed than anyone because I put all of my efforts in hockey, everything, my whole life. I didn't have a social life and then cricket came in. I was like, oh, hang on. I can still play and still keep relationships. I think the biggest thing is like just keeping relationships. I had friends, but were they really my friends? And then when Mm -hmm. cricket came in, I'm like, okay, now I could actually see who the people that are willing to stay because I literally gave something up that I was playing for 14 years over something I've been playing for five. So the one thing for me when I knew cricket was it was I'm now 25. It was when I was 23. (laughs) Just two years ago where I gave everything to cricket. And I mean, I won't lie, from international cricket, I got dropped two years. It took me from 2017. I only came back international cricket last year Mm -hmm. in April. From my debut, it took me Mm -hmm. two years to play my next game. And I won't lie, like it was mentally draining. But I think what pushed me through was like uh, one, a psychologist had to do something. But I think it was that voice in me that you're not a terrible player. You just need to keep working. And then once that opportunity comes, you do not, I repeat, you do not want to go through that again. And I think that's what drives me now. It's like, I can't go back to where I was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine, you know, you made debut and people saw you play your first game and then you didn't make the team again for two years. And that obviously come with personal battles because we tend to get so attached to our identity or our achievements. And as a professional athlete, yes, it plays an important role that you have to be able to dissociate yourself from your achievements, but also you need to be able to call that up in the moments when it really matters. To remind yourself of your past wins. Tell me a bit about the struggle that often not being able to play for two years. I think the biggest thing was luckily I have a mother that will always like guide me so financially mm-hmm. yes I wasn't the greatest but I was just going through the motion I'll be that person and say I went through that uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie I struggled like financially and I think the one thing leave money I don't care it's disposable the one thing was my mental health oh, it took a knock like it took a knock because at some point I was like can I even play cricket like you just made your debut and now you like asking yourself can I even play cricket mm-hmm. and that's something that you go through and People always tend to think, yeah, she looks okay because she's smiling. But I think deep down, you're like, you know, you can't breathe. And that's the one thing. Like, I just couldn't breathe. And, you know, when, like, everything bad happens at one, that's how it felt. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't get anything right. I just retired from hockey at age 22. So Mm -hmm. I can't now go back to hockey because my pride is like, "Uh uh-uh. So I kind of, like, just sucked it up and, like, just spoke to someone. As I said, I was Mm -hmm. speaking to a psychologist. We didn't agree up front because I was very stubborn. And then towards the end, I was like, hang on. I'm starting to see gradual mental Mm -hmm. shift. And it's not my fault. I just have to keep working. The opportunity will come. Because I Mm -hmm. thought I was done. And I can imagine that's a really bad place to be in because you start out in your own ability. Was it simply luck or can I really play? Like you mentioned there, it's easy to give up hope in that time and not do the work that's going to prepare you for the opportunities that did arise and eventually did come. If you should sum up your experience into one or two lessons that you got on this challenge, what would you say it is? 
I want to go the subtle way. It's not about you. <laughs> okay. You might think you're on the top of the world. It's not about you. You can get down there as quickly as you went up there. Mm-hmm. But to get back up, good luck. It is not easy. And then the one thing is just cherish every moment. And I think that's the one thing I do well now. It's like, I'm living. If I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. It's not the end of the world. Okay, so let's look at the whole two years before you actually made the South African team. Do you think that you are better off now, stronger mentally than you were before? Oh, no. Before, I was arrogant. Yeah. Now, I was arrogant. And I think it was just a slap in the face. And like now that I look back, yes, I'm not arrogant now. I'm just confident. You kind of need a little bit of salt. It's just now I believe in who I am. I think it's maturity also. I was young then and I was naive. I was like, oh, I'm at the top of the hill. Look at me, look at me. And then as soon as the curtains like close, you're like, okay, what now? No one yeah. is looking at you the same way. And then you kind of lose friends along the way because now they're not riding the same way. And I love that, like you say, that taught you to be humble. It taught you that, you know what, yes, I might be at a certain level right now, but I can lose it all tomorrow. And this is something that a lot of people have to go through because we tend to become maybe too big for our boots or we think that we eat, we the best. And sometimes the challenge itself hurts, but coming out of it, you came out stronger. You truly live in life. And now you know that I can lose it all tomorrow. So I'm living in the moment, I'm being present, and I'm working like I'm at the start of the hill, at the bottom of the hill. And that's amazing. The one thing, the one thing is, like I'm actually part of like a company now and what we do is like an MPO so we just give mm-hmm. back and I think for me that's so refreshing I just saw the work that they do behind me like they don't ask for much but I think for me giving back has always been my passion and like I wanted mm-hmm. to kickstart my own foundation but then now look where fate took me towards mm-hmm. them and you ask yourself it's like how mysterious does it work because now when I retire I know exactly what I'm going to do because that's something I built in my career like it's not something that I'm going to start then it's something because I've got what six, seven years left of playing mm-hmm. after that six years what am I going to do because the curtains are going to close but on my terms so what's yes. the next journey I admire the fact that you see now you're also involved in MPOs and giving back but also the fact that the rock bottom helped you dissolve your ego. You also mentioned something there. As a professional athlete, the competitiveness is important. You need that little bit of confidence. And it's important that we know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. And by you being in service of others, is powerful. Because now you realize that my challenges are not as big as I think they are. My difficulties are not this major thing, this major hill that I make it out to be. And your purpose, your journey, it just makes it more fulfilled and more meaningful. So awesome job over there. If you are enjoying this episode and would like some practical tips that you can use daily to thrive, then head over to coachedsuccess.com forward slash thrive and download our five daily tips to thrive. That is coachedsuccess.com forward slash thrive. Now let's get back to the episode. We spoke about your mother always believing in you, but when did you start believing in yourself? As I said, I was arrogant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, not believing was never like a problem. Besides that, if I kind of put my head to something, I knew I was going to achieve and I was going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, it was good. But obviously, once you get out of school, you play with all the people. So you kind of like now have to mm-hmm. work extra hard. So because mm-hmm. I thought my first year, like I was brilliant. No, my trick, I thought I was brilliant. Get to first year, I'm like, 
I'm average. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when it came back. I was like, hang on, but you believe in yourself. And I think that's when it kickstarted. Like, fine, keep going, keep going. Because mm-hmm. life is not fair. So accept it. Do you know where this whole competitive nature came from? Um, I think I just don't want to disappoint mom, you know. So if I can be the best I can be, then she doesn't have to worry about me. Yes, obviously she's a mother, but like she doesn't have to worry about when it comes from a financial stature Mm -hmm. or emotionally. So I think when I'm happy, she's happy, yeah. So that's the one thing. And we always tend to forget that our parents will always be there. Yeah, I like your reason for going all in always and being so competitive. Being the one to say, you know what, I'm going to put my head to this and I'm going to learn it. It doesn't matter if I have to start at the bottom. That shows that, you know, your reason for that is that you want to make your mother proud. You want to show your mother that I'm fine. I can help you. I can help myself as well. So that's really awesome. You spoke about your NGO. Tell me a bit about the work that they are involved in. Currently, what the company does is uh, give sanitary pads to township, uh, rural areas. Because uh, the thing is, we actually thought about it like, oh, there's also food parcels. But I think the main driving force for us mm-hmm. is sanitary pads. Because you'd actually be surprised about the lack of. And now during COVID, it's been worse. So we're going that direction. And that's what we want to do. We don't want kids to worry about what am I going to do now? They miss school. They miss sporting events and this sporting event might change your life forever but now you have to worry like I can't go because I'm on my period and I don't have product and that for me is alarming so where we can help we'll do it great initiative and then you have a daily practice that helps you stay in the winner's mindset honestly I tried meditating mm-hmm. <laughs> not for you didn't work mm-hmm. I did but I can't cross my legs for long so I think the one thing for me is either running, gymming, or hitting a cricket ball. If I can do either of those, then my head is aligned. And I feel like I did something today. Because mm-hmm. but during COVID, that was really tough because okay. you were so restricted. Now I'm back to the work I was doing before, and it's brilliant. I actually just got off training as we speak. So it was really cool. Awesome that you do have your fitness routine that you follow to get that daily wins and to put you in that state of winning. Now, is there anything else that you utilize besides the fitness aspect to help you not become arrogant again besides the fact that now you said you have i read mm-hmm. i read a lot i think that just keeps me sane mm-hmm. most of the time i love reading which i never did actually until i started going on tour and on cricket camps because then after cricket you're so tired but you don't want to do anything and the one thing that kind of brought me back was just reading just download a book on my phone and then i just read i don't need to literally go to like mostly life uh-huh. i'll throw in their little biography from athletes okay you mentioned earlier that you're not successful yet first of all what is your definition of success um what does success mean to you and yeah I think the one thing that drives me is like when I retire, I want to be able to sit somewhere mm-hmm. and be like, yo, it was good. Mm-hmm. But yes, I've succeeded in one part of my life. But now here's another journey. So I start all the way again. I'm not trying to say I'm a robot, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like, as I said, I want to learn. I don't yes. now at age 33, 34, I'm done playing cricket. What am I going to do? I still have to live. I still have to support my family mm-hmm. if I'm married by then. I can stand. So what next? So for me, succeeding is just being able to just be kind comfortable and being happy with what is around you whether it's money or family or however way you're just happy pure happiness happiness awesome where can we find you on social media yeah so i'm on instagram so it's just sinalo jafta 10 everywhere instagram and twitter and then on facebook it's just sinalo jafta done no nice and simple i don't want people now to be like looking at other stuff you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so now i'd like to say thank you for taking the time out of your day after training to chat to me about your journey and overcoming the obstacles along your journey to actually hit your level of success. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. This is a weekly podcast. So tune in every Monday to get your dose of inspiration that will help guide you in designing your version of an extraordinary life. This is Kyle Daniels wishing you an amazing day. Stay winning.